When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talk it! Talk it! Talk it! Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore, we'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to the first Yellow Army podcast of the new era, Rich. Well, is it? It is. I think it's a new era. Well, no, it's not the first one, though, is it? Because we did one last well, Friday. I, sp- I, see, I suppose <laughs> you're right. I think of the new era being after Saturday's game. What an extraordinary day Thursday was. It was. We'll run through that in a minute yeah. as well. Um, we talked to Aaron Downs in a minute. Aaron's first press conference yeah, as, as interim, as interim manager. manager. Yeah. Uh, we'll go and have that fairly quickly um, and then we'll talk about last Saturday we'll talk about next Saturday we'll talk about the extraordinary lengths that the football family is going to, yeah. to help us which is fabulous but first I just want to share something with you um, you you play championship manager occasionally or football manager occasionally or football like manager yeah my mate Neil, the carefully kid, as he'll be known to anybody who used to listen to our <laughs> has he got, radio has show. he got a holster with guns and stuff <laughs> yeah, and he plays football manager a lot, and he is in the year 2357. Okay. He sent me a screen grab the other day. On October the 22nd, 2352, the following announcement popped up on his screen and his news feed. Talker United have appointed Gary Johnson as manager. <laughs> How old that is Gary Johnson? On the day. Well, I worked that out. He would be returning to manage his beloved Talkie at the age of 400. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, it's a generational thing, isn't it? It's it, not the same one. It's Maybe the same family. 333 years in the future. <laughs> there you go. That actually happened Fantastic. in Football Manager last Thursday. Fantastic. Couldn't make it up. Let's. Um, should we stop nattering? Should we go? Well, I, th- I think there's one thing that we should preempt yeah. during this interview uh, for people to to hear now, uh, which is a good thing. Which is this morning the payers have been played. The payers have been played. Players oh, have been paid. Goodness gracious me. I... The way... You got so excited. Yeah. The wages The payers have been, have been played. The wages. <laughs> the the wages, wages have gone through. They woke up this through. morning, the, the payers, and they saw their wages in their bank account. So I think that's a brilliant... That's a good thing. That's a good indication yeah. of, uh, of, you know... It's very, it's very... It feels very positive. Yeah. And you'll hear that coming through 
in the voice of the interim. Manager. I just want, although although I managed to actually stuff up the the announcement, I just wanted people to know that before <laughs> before hearing the interview because I think it's such an important thing. Well, they remember it now. Yeah, they'll the come back and say the players it. have been played. Players have been played. Um, we'll be back on the other side of Aaron Downs. So Aaron, first game in charge on Saturday's interim boss, uh, bouncing atmosphere at Playmore, just couldn't quite get that result over the line, could we, despite taking that 2-0 lead? Yeah, for a really, um, really positive day for the football club and a, and, a, and a fantastic atmosphere, that one that a few of the players are commenting on is some of the best they've seen, um, especially at, at uh, Torquay. Um, one or two will say it rather, you know, like the Derby game and, and uh, the Wrexham game of last season. So, uh, really, really positive and um, enjoyable atmosphere for everyone. It's a shame we, we felt a little bit um, gutted that we couldn't send everybody home with, with three points. From a performance we felt we should have got three points from uh, and we played well in, in, in certain aspects of it, definitely. Uh, so, pleasing overall and from what um, Thursday lunchtime brought us to then Saturday's afternoon was massive contrasting in, in, in emotions. So um, it was really, really a positive sort of um, end to the week of what had been uh, quite a tough week for a few people. And it really did show that in a position that Torquay United are in at the moment, how fantastic not only the Yellow Army are, but the football family in, in general. There was lots of fans from other clubs came to came to visit Playmore on Saturday to show their support and, and really bolstered what was what was as you say a really good atmosphere on the day. We we can't underestimate uh, and thank the the footballing community um, enough for the the support that's been shown in the last um, week or so because. The uh, the atmosphere was unbelievable, but the, the gestures shown by um, by other football teams and football clubs and, and communities and, and sponsors of the club and, and everybody involved with the football club that uh, it's just it was just phenomenal and really really humbling and, and heartwarming really to, to have that such a um, the club's held in such high regard to, to so many people and um, like I say it was really humbling to, to be a part of it so. Really positive day on Saturday, um, and now the dust has settled on everything. It's really important that we try and embrace and, and enhance uh, that sort of feeling uh, moving forward because there, there really is a good sort of feeling at the moment with, with the club, and it's really positive, and we, we want to sort of keep that um, amongst the players, the staff, and, and also, uh, most importantly, the supporters, and, and that comes with, uh, with winning football matches as well. Asa helping you out on the, on the touchline on Saturday. You two seem to really get a, a good bond going on, on that touchline and, and really good support out to the players on Saturday. It's, it's really important um, to understand Ace is uh, obviously uh, a player, so an important player um, to, to us, but he's somebody that's been at the club as long as I have. Um, he knows the club, loves the club, um, you know, and you know, so you've got two people that really understand what it means to represent this football club um, that, that are sort of trying to get us going, I suppose. And um, Ace is a great sample for me. I've known him, say, eight, nine years, I suppose, for a long time. Won a league with him, won two leagues with him, one as a player, one as a coach. So um, he knows what it is, um, he knows football. Uh, so it's a real good soundboard for me. And, and obviously, I've still maintained he's a player, um, but he's definitely a, a real sit, a good sounding board and advice for me and someone I can lean on and, and help. And the players trust him, uh, I trust him. So he's someone that's 
um, it's good to have on the side um, for, for this uh, interim period. Yeah, we saw more minutes for, for Kevin Dawson on Saturday, uh, more minutes for, for Jack Stobbs coming off the bench, and also the returns onto the scoring sheet of, of Brad Ash and Aaron Jarvis together for the first time in, in quite a while. Yeah, the squad's looking good, looking good, looking positive. We've got a lot of people uh, back fit, and we've got one or two, like, hopefully that's the start of Jarvis and, and, and Brad um, with a good little bit of run of form. They're both fantastic players. And, um, they've done really well Saturday and they're, they're, they're going to be really important for us moving forward. So they're, they're great. It's great to have them too um, in good form. Dorse is a different class for us. He, he brings a, a real experience, vocalness, aggressiveness, uh, you know, a real good leader in the middle of the park for us and someone we've missed. And so it's great to have him back. And obviously he's comfortably the best winger in the, in the league. So having him available and the delivery that he provides um, and the, the physical attributes he's got, it's fantastic. So having those uh, at our disposal is, 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 is unbelievable, it's really good. So it's great to have them boys on, on board. The, the squad's like sits here looking really good. There's only a lapse. Um, he's just took a little knock. Uh, so he's out, obviously he was suspended in the week, but he would have been out anyways um, for, the, for Saturday's game. So he's not long, um, but he's, he's, he's out at the minute for, uh, um, we're not quite sure, but a short period of time, it's not going to be long at all. Um, and then Aces, alongside helping me out, is still doing his sort of work in and around all that. Um, so he's he's not in Mosby, he's probably a week or two away, Acer. Uh, and then Finn, unfortunately, um, his, his hamstring injury was, was quite significant. So. We, we, um, we might not see Finn again um, for the rest of the season, but uh, it's been disappointing for Finn, for him personally, because he was really good early on in the season, and uh, no doubt that um, uh, he'll recover from this no problem and have a good career, because he's a great uh, young man and he's a, he's, he's a good footballer as well. So, um, unfortunate for him, but we'll make sure we support him in the right way and make sure he's, he's got every chance of um, recovering comfortably and, and going on and fulfilling a, uh, a good career, which I know he'll have. Back on the road on Saturday then, and for all the mileage that was clocked up during February uh, with away games, more of a local one this weekend with, with Weymouth, another team that have provided a, a great gesture to the club for £5 every away ticket sold. We'll come back to, to Torquay United, so a great gesture. But that friendliness stops for the 90 minutes on the pitch on Saturday, doesn't it? And they're going to be a tough opponent to, to break down nonetheless. Yeah, good side. Um, you know, Bobby's got them really competitive. Uh, I, I went watching Tuesday night, and you know, before we got to the football, it must be really said that that is a you know an unbelievable gesture from their chairman. I I, I seek him out and thank him personally on behalf of the football club because he's not going to be there Saturday. But an unbelievable gesture um, from from the chairman um, and the football club. I know the supporters trust of Weymouth. Um, uh, absolutely agreed with what they were doing. So it's, uh, they backed it and, and so was Bobby the manager. So they know what it, mean, what it means to be in the position we're in. Uh, so their gesture is, is not gone unnoticed and we really thank them. So thank you very much for that, it's, it's um, really good. And as you say, it does stop. So uh, watch from Tuesday night, good side. Um, they, they, they've got good resilience because um, they come back from sort of, 2-1 down to a really good St Albans team, as we found out two weeks ago, uh, and to get a, a draw, well they probably feel a little bit unlucky because they, they actually got in front in the last minute of the game. So it was a it was a good game, um, and one we feel we, we know a lot about them, we know everything they need to know about them, so it's a case of making sure we 
uh, focus on us a little bit. It's a very cliche, so apologies about that. But it is really important that we focus on us and make sure that we do our role um, and uh, make sure that we put on a performance that's going to warrant what I believe is going to be a fantastic away following. Uh, and again, before we kick a ball, thank everybody for, for their support and, and going down. It's their support is helping my MF, but it's helping us out massively as well. It's going to really help the, the people um, in our football club that mean so much to all of us, you know, the, the, the dedicated support staff that I must say um, have been phenomenal this last week. You know, the news that they heard on, on Thursday uh, could have absolutely been devastating and broken a few people, um, and you're one of them. And so we all know what it's, what it's, uh, what it's been like this last week, but the resilience, the, the, the character, the support, the understanding <coughs> that our staff on and off the pitch have shown this week has been unbelievable. It's been very humbling. So credit to all them. So hopefully we can, um, we can put on a performance that, that worthies the support that they've shown to this football club and the dedication because they didn't know they were going to get paid today. <laughs> That's the reality of it. They're waking up. The, the, the support from the people above has been unbelievable as well, by the way. And, you know, to pay our wages this month has been, has been you know, hard for them. They've had to work very hard to, to secure that for us. And but the understanding that the, the staff has shown and, and the togetherness that, that's come of this has been phenomenal and, and I can't thank everybody enough and I just really hope that we can show the, the gratitude to them um, by putting the performance that we can all be in this together, literally. Aaron. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, how big a step up have you found in the last week, just going from number two to number one as it were? There's, there's certain elements that have changed. <laughs> uh, there's certain things that you have to change and, and uh, bring in of course and you, you, you've got to make sure that, that you keep a certain element of continuity so it's not completely changed uh, massively but there's also you've got to show uh, to a certain degree that uh, you know, I've got ideas of my own as well um, so um, so it's I've not found it I've not found Monday to Friday well I say Friday I had Friday um, <laughs> so I didn't find it completely overwhelming. I feel that, that um, I've had a great grounding in being number two, and so and, and, I, and I was able to uh, be part of a lot of things, um, see a lot of things, so I knew what sort of needed to happen. Uh, so it was just a case of trying to implement one or two things uh, on the pitch and try and focus on that, so, and then deal with things this week, sort of thing. You know, that was first and foremost in my mind. So. I felt relatively comfortable, I've enjoyed it, um, but the most important thing is what I've tried to do is make sure that there's um, in place an outlet for the players to ask questions to find out because there's certain elements that are non-football that there's a worry about. So it's been really important to set up that sort of support network for them that if they've got something they need to know then I can be that person that can go and ask for them. So that, well-being of them has been paramount to me. So that's been the most important thing this week rather than focusing on me stepping up. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you because I mean you are a relatively young squad. I'm pretty sure very few, if any of them, would have been through anything like this. How is the squad as a whole coping with the situation? I can't praise them enough. Here's <laughs> what I'll say. Uh, again, they're a big part of the the, um, the club that weren't sure what was going to happen this morning when we woke up. Uh, we were sure that they were going to be there, but there's still that element of doubt. And then you, you know, uh, we did get paid. Um, which was great and the work behind the scenes to, to put that into action was fantastic but I can't praise the players enough of how they've handled themselves uh, to go and put a performance on Saturday and show so much um, dedication and commitment uh, and passion was was, proud, was a proud moment um, for, for them, for the club, for me uh, but they've handled themselves real professionally uh, and real uh, but humanely, really, you know, like they're all being empathetic to each other because we we are all in the same position. So uh, yeah, it's really uh, I can't praise them enough. We understand there are quite a number of interested parties. Obviously, I can't ask you about that. But in in a way, is the club sort of in the shop window? Is what you do out on the pitch important to show prospective owners? Look, this is Talk United. This is what we can do. I take that responsibility um, on myself, but that's not been portrayed to me. That sort of thing but I do know that there is yeah, there's a certain element of, of eyes on us of course and prospective owners are watching and seeing what, what's going on uh, of course they are and it's important that we put on a, a good uh, spectacle for everybody for, for supporters for, for future uh, buyers um, uh, but also for the players to, to try and enjoy their, their, their football as well and, and play with a bit of freedom so it's trying to get the balance right. Uh, it's trying to win football matches as well. Uh, but yeah, there is that element of you know that we're we are on show. Um, we're exposed a little bit and on show. But rather than take that as a pressure, that we're trying to embrace and trying to enjoy ourselves at the same time. Brilliant. Thank you, Aaron. Best of luck. I think you've covered most of the bases. But we were talking about we were here this time last week chatting to you and Gary about football matters. And we didn't have any inkling that anything was coming. Was it just a complete bolt out of the blue for you at lunchtime? But ask this question, and it's um, it is. I have to be careful in the answer because uh, you know the answer. <laughs> um, you know because, uh, but it's very difficult because it's very. What I don't want to do is lay any element of blame anywhere, um, and by me answering that question, it might be perceived to be that. Because there's not, there's no bitterness or ill feeling from from anybody. It's a it's a situation that arose unexpectedly, definitely. Um, and what the most important thing is is not necessarily how it's happened. It's now how we react. So now what we're trying to do is is, is put in place uh, the club's working extremely hard behind the scenes to get the most positive outcome possible. And I believe that uh, that is happening. And and I believe there will be. Some, some uh, uh, something positive come of this for sure, but it's important that we embrace the support we're getting um, and that we try as best as we can to put on some performances. Much my role, anyways, that warrants the support that we're getting at the moment, and and try and end this season as best as we can because I feel there's still not it's not done, yeah, it's not done. And on the pitch, the atmosphere before the kickoff on Saturday was absolutely bouncing. A tremendous atmosphere, the players coming across to the pop side, etc. When it's that hyper, do you, do you tell them to calm down a bit or do you just tell them to go out and ride that and, and go with it? Embrace it. Yeah. Enjoy it. 
you know, because football's a short game. <laughs> you know, it's from what they've had in the previous weeks, uh, for whatever reason, um, it was just a relief for him to go out and just really enjoy it, you know, because it can it, it can change quick. I hope it doesn't, but it can change quick at times. And football's a short career. You know, I, I still think I can play, but I can't, unfortunately, and the, the days are gone. But you, you do miss it when you're not playing. So go and enjoy it. Days like that, you've got to enjoy. So it's not a case of, you know, calming them down so much, it's a case of embrace it, use that electricity that's in the stadium to, to power us on. And, and I felt we did it for most parts. Uh, the frustrating thing is not to win the football match because it would have been a fairy tale ending, I suppose, and because it's only just the start, but um, it would have been a, a fitting um, end to the week. But we still left being clapped off, we still left um, sort of the team that was looking to go and win it against a, you know, an opposition that are higher up the table. So I felt there was definitely some positives to take from it on and off the pitch. So there, it's official. The players have been the played. The players have been played. Um, good <laughs> to hear from Aaron. He's obviously very upbeat. Yeah, it, very was, upbeat. it was a good interview, wasn't it? Good interview. Um, I'd like to point out that we, we've been moved to the toilets. That's why it was a bit <laughs> echoey. Well, that's, you see, that's, it's always been echoey in that big room anyway, yeah. but now we've been moved to the toilets. If it sounded as if we were recording in Kent's cavern, we were actually <laughs> in one of the little changing rooms. It's a little changing room with two, two stalls in it. Yeah. It is. Um, the reason for that is because the big room that we used to use is now a players area. Yeah, so that's where the players so the congregate players rather congregate, than yeah. rather than in the changing rooms. So when they come into the South Devon College uh, facility, they now have that big room to be able to go and yeah, they're they're in and we're at toast or whatever or whatever exact, they're going to do. Yeah, exactly as it should be. Um, they're yeah. in, we're out. Yep, we had a good chat with Kevin Dawson. Yeah, we did. In, off the record, we you know no recordings made, but we can say he's really up for this. He yeah. enjoyed Saturday a yeah. lot. Um, and if you ever wanted to talk to a player who is absolutely up for this, yeah, it talk was to him. Kevin Dawson. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolute uh, target playoffs. Yeah, we can do this. That's the attitude that you want. Yeah. Let's have a little run back over last Thursday because the timeline was confusing for a lot of people. Yeah. But we were there. I wasn't trying to trip Aaron up with that question, by the way. No. But we were there. No, we, I, I we, don't think he, he thought you were. We were baffled because at uh, this time, exactly this time last Thursday, yeah. we were sitting there talking football with Gary Johnson and Aaron Downs. Oh, I forgot to turn my, my uh, airplane mode on. No, never fine. mind. And nobody minds a few little bits. No, and, no. And there was no inkling whatsoever of what was to come. And then at midday, uh, press release dropped. Yep. I was up in Exeter. I was I, I was just putting to bed the, the, the last week's podcast, yep. Thursday's podcast. It was literally edited and it was going along the, uh, the, the, the super information highway <laughs> to Daniel to put up on, on, online. I was pulling into the car park at Radio X in Exeter when my phone went in the car and it was, uh, it was Hayden. He said, is it true? Is this true? Do you know? And I didn't have a clue. He was way ahead of me. Yeah. As he usually is. Uh, and so I went and found out and the wheels of local press started moving quite quickly mm. then. Then at half past five, when I was sitting in a Torbay council meeting, uh, my phone started going wild again. Yeah. Because Gary Johnson yeah. had left by mutual consent. So I ended up writing that one as well in a bit yeah. of a hurry. We, we all did, yeah. I left the pub at that point. I'd, I'd managed to get through quite a lot of copy uh, after the announcement of the club, uh, of Clark leaving the club, and I thought I deserve a pint. I'd been up there for about <laughs> 35 minutes 
and uh, I had to leave half a pint behind and come straight back really? home again. Yeah, yeah. that's that's drastic. <laughs> leaving half a pint behind always annoys me when they do that on soap operas. Nobody leaves beer. Behind. No, not not unless it's Gary Johnson sad. quits. But, quits uh, is the wrong word. I apologise. Uh, by, by all accounts, uh, you know, he he just felt the time was right. Yeah. To walk away because. Uh, Saturday's atmosphere if Gary was still there there were still elements of wanting Gary gone and I think he just thought time if, if he had stayed it may have given the impression that nothing had changed yeah, yeah. Um, whereas that moves us quite <coughs> neatly then into the extraordinary day that we had on Saturday yes uh, the Wasn't atmosphere it? was bouncing yeah uh, spoke to a lot of Argyle fans before the game you know talkie fans were going up and thanking them for coming Argyle fans saying that's alright we'll be back uh, there's March the 23rd is going to be Devon Day they've been posting Devon Day, online is it? today yeah. uh, Exeter are away Argyle are not playing because it's an international break Yeah. Uh, and so they're saying well let's go and watch Torquay because we're at home to Hampton and Richmond okay yeah, I, I know it's one, so. of those, it's one of those t- double barrel teams beginning with H it's Hampton or was, and or was it? or is it having a Waterloo though <laughs> it's Hampton and Richmond yeah. you're right I had to have a quick look at my diary <laughs> Uh, and, and that's going to be a big day as well. But mm. Saturday was everything that we wanted it to be. Everything, to be fair, the protesters from the last few weeks have got what they wanted. Yeah, yeah. They wanted Johnson out. Yeah. They wanted Osborne out. Yeah. And they've now got what they wanted. It's now up to them what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, it's now up to us as the Talk United family what we do with it. Yeah. We count ourselves as members of that. Should we talk about the game? Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about football for a change. Yeah. 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. We Desmond. Up. But Desmond, yeah, it was a Desmond. What did we say it was going to be with Desmond? Um, we were 2-0 up. Aaron Jarvis, his first goal since October the 24th. Yeah, great goal. Supermare. Yeah. Great goal. Looked better actually on TV than it did from a long yeah. way away on the pop side. A hint of uh, us impeding the goalkeeper about it, but never Maybe. mind. But We've had plenty of that. We have. Uh, Brad Ash, his first since December the 5th. Yeah. So t- our two strikers both scoring. Great performances all over the pitch. Uh, Ronnie Nelson, I thought, was excellent. He was. Um, six foot five defender. Um, good touch for a big man. Sorry about say. that again. Uh, thought he played well. But I thought just off the pitch again, uh, Andy Fidikevich, who runs one of the turnstiles, I always have a chat with him on the way in. And he said, and I think it's the best description yet, this is like lancing a boil. Yeah, well, I use that in, in, in the headline on your... Uh that's, that's on your that, your quickly quickly uh, ordered column my cobbled the, together yeah. column um, and it was I mean there'd, there'd been that pressure and the pain and the d- discomfort that had been building up and suddenly yeah. gone yeah um, like having a tooth, a bad tooth removed or something absolutely. like that yeah. it's a shame that we didn't win the game yeah um, it was a shame that it was a penalty it was a penalty um, by it all accounts it was an unwise challenge yeah, from uh, Austin yeah. Booth although the move should have been broken down before plenty of chances yeah, to hear it yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so that was 2-1 you knew it was going to put it away didn't you since, uh, since the referee pointed to the spot and then frustrating that that you lose three points because some fellas just picked up the ball 30 yards out and it scored was, a worldie a yeah that, I mean no one was going to stop that no no, um, he just he just leathered it. In yeah, and he goal. probably won't score a better goal than no. that in his career. Mark also could not have got any nearer no, to it. No, no. Um, but there you go, two-two. It's had our chances afterwards. Yeah, we did. Dan Martin missed a, 
a good one. He did. Yeah, I, felt, um, I felt for him a little bit. I think Aaron have. had a couple of chances that I think a fitter Aaron might have put yeah. away. Um, interesting. But there you go. 2-2. Two, two, it was, it, it, as, again, as I said in that piece that I did for the Herald, um, a 2-2 two, two draw with Avely would have been much differently received if Gary had still been in charge. It would have done, yeah. It wouldn't have been satisfactory. Mm. Uh, but it, strangely, it was. And it was. I, I'm not arguing that it was. Yeah. It's, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We begin a new uh, a new era. Um, Aaron seems to have enjoyed it. Aaron Down seems to have really enjoyed that game. He comes across really well, doesn't he? That interview was really good. Uh, he's, he's careful what he says, but he says a bit more than Gary used to. Mm. Um, he was completely clear with the players that are available on Saturday. We'll come um, to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know it was a good interview, and, and I've spoken to him twice on the phone since all, yeah. this all kicked off, and um, we you know, picked up almost immediately. Really happy to talk to me. And the so, payers have been played. And the payers have been played. <laughs> I'm never going to let that down. I tell you what was quite fun at the end as well, because the players all came over to the pop side, and Aaron came over. And the fans cajoled him, and they had to cajole him into doing a little fist pump. Yeah, you see, the, the Gary's legacy isn't gone, is it? it? Isn't, isn't. He wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I mean, Aaron was giving it the you know the hand gesture. That, mm. I, I, no, really, lads, you know that's the gap. Yeah, yeah. It's not mine. But the pop side wouldn't let him go <laughs> until he'd done. They it. wouldn't let it lie. And he did do it. Excellent so, stuff. Yeah. I didn't realise I, 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 I had the head down still still finish off the report at that point. But um, it was a good reception by the. I mean, three thousand six hundred and forty odds. Odd, people yeah. there and I don't think that many of them were from Averley so it was no. a great reception for the players when they came out let's talk a little bit about the the, the response from other football clubs and other okay. sources there was a guy on social media the other day who says that he's he's, he's in Canada but he you know he, he, he follows English football he's seen the stories about us so he bought a ticket for Bristow's bench yeah he wasn't going to be there Really ghost tickets they're ghost called tickets. yeah which is a, a new term to me but I, it's, it's great I yeah. mean what, what better way of putting money into the club because it's not going to cost the club anything mm -hmm. um, to process I guess it's just an automatic process yeah. and you know they're getting all of that money uh, Plymouth Argyle of course a magnificent response from the Green Army we'd expect nothing less these days to be honest We've had, you know, good times with the yeah. Green Army. One of their fans actually was saying that there was a time way back in the day, which I must confess I've forgotten, where we all went down and supported them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they've done did. it for us before. And we've done it for Exeter as well, haven't we? Yeah. And Wood again. Yeah. And Wood again. Because, I mean, it, it, this just kind of concentrates the mind a little bit. We all have the banter, particularly with Exeter, um, <laughs> and Exeter fans and that. And, you know, some, sometimes it gets a little bit out of hand, but push comes to shove yeah exactly we're all in this together exactly. aren't we yeah didn't George Osborne say that maybe long silence yeah. we're all in this together yeah. um, Weymouth are giving £5 for every talkie I think this is a great a thing although it, they might make more money themselves out of it by ha having more people at the game that's that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's that a works. Good initiative for both clubs, I think. Because don't forget, Weymouth themselves were absolutely on their uppers yeah. a few years. Back. On their what? On their uppers. Oh, I thought you could say something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's actually there's a book about it. Ju I've forgotten the name of the book now. Julian did flag it up for me. Um, what, the, Is it called On Their Uppers? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> um, the the recovery of Weymouth from almost going out of business, yeah. but they obviously see 
a bit of themselves in us now. Absolutely. And it's really appreciated. Paul Maitland, their chairman, um, came up with a message. That's the postman. That was the, the postman way. delivering My letters. Dog didn't bark. No. Oh, he's obviously a bit. Mine cool. would be going mental right That's now. Cool. And there was an ice cream man on social media who is giving money for every ice cream to talk about. Wow. An ice cream man. He, I hope they're was, yellow and blue. There was a picture of a yellow and blue ice cream. Brilliant. Which, to be honest, I'm not going to take him up on that. The yellow's probably okay. The not blue sure about is the probably blue. a bubblegum kind of a flavour, which, Whoa. no, that's not for grown-ups like us, mate. <laughs> but the ice cream man, uh, there was an ice cream van outside the ground um, back when the weather was warmer. So if it's him, fair play. Well done, yeah. Supporters Trust membership leapt up. Yeah, from about 400 to about 700. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Interesting. Gone, gone well. I discovered, uh, thanks to the, the Supporters Trust, that my membership had lapsed. So I've, re- oh. I've renewed that one again. Did, did it lapse? It then, did, but it? Well, it probably... You know, every probably now and change then. of a card or something when yeah. you, when your card gets updated. Yeah. Every now and then you have a purge of your standing orders, don't you? Yeah. Your direct debits, and I think probably when I left the Herald, I had a purge of um, right all my monthly subscriptions. Yeah. And Tust probably went the way of that. Mm. So, uh, but I'm back in again mm. now. So good to uh, good to get that back going again. Uh, it. You know, there's still no word, though, is there, on who's going to come in and buy us? No, there isn't. But um, the fact that the payers have been played, <laughs> I, I had to think about how to say it wrong, man. Um, and the fact that there are, according to a couple of good sources, so I've got people in in the building talking to the administrators. Yeah. Um, let's clear that up first. Administrators have been in the building since yeah. Thursday. Um, and... Um, working with the club and um, okay. by the club I, I suggest it's still George Osborne and George Osborne because oh, you, you said it just now George Edwards did I yeah yeah oh, sorry <laughs> no well, you, you actually referred oh, right, to yeah. George Osborne oh no oh yes of course I did yeah yeah so that's put oh, that in my head yeah I know so um, anyway so so I, I, by the by, by the club I think people mean yeah. George Edwards uh, and then the administrators. Um, it's interesting you should say that because the the the, the, the administrators haven't actually been appointed, no, have they? No. Um, and I think that is first and foremost. It does take a little while for the, mm. for the for the legal bits and pieces to be signed off and everything, and administrators to be appointed. Doesn't mean they're not there in the building trying to stop the club even from going into administration. The, the 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 big thing that we want to avoid is that ten po- ten point yeah uh, loss of yeah. you know, points, which will put us into a relegation scrap rather than a, a promotion push. Um, and if we do go into administration, then that happens. Yeah, there's no there's no appealing that. Is there's there? no that appealing is, that. If you, you go into administration, you lose ten points, so that puts you, us in a relegation scrap. So so that automatically makes the club um, less valuable to new owners. Mm. Yeah. So I think what because some interesting interested parties came in quite quickly, and due diligence is now going through, etc. And the club have admitted that that people have uh, have signed uh, non disclosure. Yeah. Um, so they can't talk to us about. Yeah, they can't yeah. talk to anyone about it <laughs> apart from maybe their mum on yeah on a nightly phone call, but um, even that's probably you're not supposed to do that, are you? But um, the fact that people have come in quite quickly and are considered serious prospective new owners means that I think the administrators would prefer to keep the club out 
of administration yeah. Yeah. while that's happening. I get that. Because yeah. the club's more valuable. And once you go into administration, certain legal requirements kick in. You yeah. know, they, there's less flexibility, well, isn't the there? Transfer embargo in. goes with it yeah. as well, yeah. which, which you, you pointed out last week. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <clears> some <throat> serious stuff. On the slightly lighter side, that would, I just put a little ring around it in my notebook. Social media from the club in the last week has been outstanding. Whoever wrote that little uh, ditty about old fr- uh, seeing old friends again, yeah. what did you do on yesterday and saw old friends? That was a nice, nicely written little piece. Yeah. Speaking from a man who's doing a master's in creative writing, I thought that was very good. Oh, good. Good, good. I liked the tongue-in-cheek property ad. Yeah. I uh, loved, well, I loved it. It's it was tongue-in-cheek, but it... Uh, it was shared however many times it yeah. was viewed yeah. a quarter of a million times <laughs> and um, a lot of people hashtagged or whatever yeah. they, they call it yeah some important people in the Hollywood business <laughs> yeah come and come you know come and take it on I think uh, I think people someone found Hugh Jackman in a, in a yellow and blue suit this <laughs> boy's a fan of Heidi High yeah maybe yeah, yeah. um in case you didn't see it, it was a property ad which basically said for sale, mm. Seaside Football Club, and listed all our assets and put the club's phone number at the bottom. And it was it was like a it was like a property ad, mm. and it was it was really nicely done. But the social media from the club, it kind of probably doesn't get appreciated as much as it should do. It had fallen victim to the overall oppressive atmosphere. Yeah, of course it had up until yeah. last week. Yeah. And it, again, it's like uh, it's like emerging from a chrysalis yeah. after last Friday. They've been brilliant. So well done to the club. They they that. had been criticised a bit every week on the post that sort of was the the little uh, poll as to if Torquay would win, draw, or lose. They did this on a sort mm. of Friday or Friday night, Saturday morning, or whatever it was, every week. And in the past month or so, the the the, the winning thing of the poll has been you know 78 percent lose etc yeah well this week it was 78 percent or whatever it was win we're all more positive yeah. aren't we let's have a think about weymouth the bob lucas stadium mm-hmm. on saturday uh weymouth are currently 17th yeah in the league talkie 11th would be 19th if we take a 10 point hit yeah so that makes the game significant for all kinds of reasons yep. doesn't it um good news from aaron that injuries yep are clearing up yep so no Tom Lapsley, he got a knock. Uh, he was actually hobbling slightly when he was wandering around playing more on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, even though he was suspended, he, I don't think he would have featured in that game. Uh, and he, no. won't, he won't feature to, uh, uh, Saturday. Day after tomorrow. Um, Ollie Tomlinson might. Ollie Thompson, Tomlinson's back fit. Yeah. Um, the well, Aaron was clear. The only injuries are Tom Lapsley, Asa Hall, uh, who's got yeah. a couple of weeks. Finley Crask, and then he's revealed that Finley Crask is out for the season. Yeah, with That's a bad a blow, hamstring injury. He's missed a lot of football yeah. this season. It's a shame he, for the lad. He's a good he, player, decent player. Yeah. Um, as I mean, as Aaron said as well, you know, hopefully recovery and a long and fruitful football career yeah. for Finley. But this has been a season. Possibly not yet. anymore with Talk United because well, no. you know, we don't know what's going to happen at the Who end knows? of the season. That's the big imponderable as yeah. well, isn't it? That's the elephant in the room is if you're the new owner of Talk United, if Richard Hughes Consortium yeah. takes on Talk United, have you got the funds to keep us full time? Well, you've promised them, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Dave Thomas wrote a very good piece this week as well about it as well, saying yeah. if you're going to get out of this league... 
you have to stay full time. Yeah. But the uh, the flip side of that, the other side of that coin is, if you're a local business consortium, can you afford it? Exactly. So we, we, yeah. we these questions are all stuff that we really can't answer we until can't. we know um, who is interested, really, or okay. who's okay. taking on the club. There are names out there that I'd rather not take over the club. Mm. I think yeah. I'm not going to say who it is, but I think one of them is is going around the rumor mill at the moment. I'd yeah. rather that person wasn't involved. However, yeah, but you and again, if you go into administration, you kind of, I don't know if there's a responsibility to take the best offer. I or, said to you in the car, didn't I? I don't really want us to go from the kettle into the kettle, yeah, <laughs> if, if that makes any sense. I might not be going into the frying pan, but yeah. into another kettle, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult. Let's get back to Saturday anyway. Um, Weymouth, and, uh, they had a good result against St Albans. Yes, Tuesday. yes. Uh, having had three defeats before that, uh, they've got a lad that we've seen play quite a bit, a chap called Malachi Linton, who yeah. was at Yeovil. Yeah. He's ended up at Weymouth, not quite sure how, um, but he's a decent player. Uh, and they've got Keelan O'Connell. Of course they have. Had a good game against us. Yeah, um, frustratingly. Very frustrating. We beat them 3-1 on December the 5th. Uh, Brett McGavin, Brad Ash and Lewis Collins. Well, of course, Brad Ash is a former Weymouth player. So yeah. let's, let's hope he's got those kind of like ideas about paying them back. People always come to play more who have played for Torquay and score against us, don't I they? Know. They always do. They always play well against yeah. us. Yeah. Like, uh, who's the, the captain... Oh, the Dover captain. Now, we had him as a defender last season and his name's gone completely out of my head. I can't remember. Anyway, he's playing really well yeah. for Dover now. Yeah. Um, my memory of that Weymouth game on December the 5th was that it was extremely physical. Yes, yes. Weymouth came they were, weren't with they? Um, a game plan which yeah. involved some of the dark arts of football. Yeah. Not criticising them, especially not, you know, the, the, the gesture that they've given us financially is fantastic. But we did lose. After that game, we lost Tom Lapsley for six games and Brad Ash for six games yeah. from injuries suffered yeah. during that game. So Torquay have got to somehow rise above whatever that throws at them. The next three games are so important because they're all against teams in and around that relegation yeah. zone. What, and the next three games are... We're at home on the 9th. We're at home to Dartford. Yep. Yeah who gave us an awful hiding up yeah. there. And then we're at home to Taunton on the 12th, aren't we? Yeah. At so, least we're at home to Taunton. Yeah. Because if we've still got to play Taunton away. Two more games called off up there yeah. this week. I think it's. I think I worked it out now properly. It's 17 games that they need to, to play on that pitch. I did have a chat with Paul Watton this week uh, mm -hmm. for the Cornish papers that I do. And he's very frustrated. I can imagine. Obviously. Uh, but he does think that once it dries out... The pitch will is it, good enough to cope with three games a week. Well, let's hope so. I mean, Truro's game against Hemel Hempstead was called off last Saturday. Yeah. Taunton's game against Western Supermare was called off on Tuesday. Yeah. It's raining out there again. It I'm is. I'm not sure who's at home. I presume it's it'll be one of the one of the uh, two of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Taunton probably at home this yeah. Saturday. If Truro were at home last Saturday, you can't see the pitch recovering very much, but. Let's hope it does. Well, fingers crossed for them, because otherwise it's going to be a very strange end to the season. Well, the Truro are still talking about going back to Cornwall next season, yeah. so they just need to get through this one and stay up. But the league will have to step in, surely. If well, this... the league agreed it. Yeah, but <laughs> it, 
with all these games off and the fact that we're going to be Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday on a pitch that can't really take it, <clears throat> something's going to have to happen there. Interesting. Otherwise, all the teams who are battling for promotion and relegation are going to be affected. Are by going it. to be waiting yeah. for games up there. Yeah, and uh, not good enough. Not good hear, enough, says Guy. Do you want to hear about some ex-goals? Go on, let's do action? that one. Olaf Kajela. <clears throat> yes. Now, a lot of people have been talking about Olaf this week as being a player who Torquay maybe let go when they shouldn't have done and maybe has a future back at Playmore. Who knows? Can't see it. Scored for Dorchester in yep. a 2-2 draw with Hendon. Dorchester aren't pulling up trees. They're not? No. And, uh, so, consequently, Olaf presumably isn't lumberjacking it much either. No. Okay. I mean, he's scoring some goals, but not as many as you would hope he would at, at that level. Maybe his uh, his ship has sailed then. Maybe. We shall see. Uh, Southern Premier South, two ex-goals on the score sheet as Hanwell uh, lost 2-1 at home to Swindon Supermarine. Elliot Benyon scored yep. for Hanwell. Yep. And Jake Andrews got a penalty Did for he? Swindon Supermarine. Interesting. And you'll be delighted to know that Mo Toure has scored again for the Warrington Rylands. Brilliant. <laughs> Although they did get hammered at home by Gainsborough Trinity 4-1. Yeah. And Danny Mills got two for Dulwich Hamlet uh, when they beat Chessant 4-2 in front of a massive crowd. I didn't write down the crowd, but it was a, getting on for a 3,000 crowd, I think. Dulwich was Hamlet playing in front of a yeah. massive crowd. Yeah. That's in the Isthmian Premier. Interesting. Where Wingate and Finchley are in fourth place, you know. Are they? Are you yeah. going to see them? I might. I'm up yeah. in London this weekend. That's why I can't go to Weymouth. Um, and Wingate and Finchley are at home to Hastings on Saturday afternoon. The Battle of Hastings. <laughs> well, if we stay in National League South, and if Wingate and Finchley stay on the upward trajectory that they're on at the moment, mm -hmm. we'd end up playing them next season. Crikey Moses. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it weird, though, uh, that um, I know everyone wants us to go up and be promoted, but suddenly there's, there's not so much worry about being in the National League South next season. No. Because the, the, the threat of not being in it is, and, and being in the Southern League is yeah. actually there it if is. administration happens. And the threat of extinction altogether. Yeah, exactly. Uh, being in the National League South for another year is a lot better than... than um, not being around at not all. Not being around. Yeah. And did you say last week that if we did become a Phoenix club, which incidentally I spoke to a couple of people from the Supporters Trust... Nobody really wants us to become a Phoenix no. club. You know, it's all very trendy. and, and yeah, yeah. You know, no one really Phoenix wants club. that. But least of all the supporters trust, they would very much like to see this headed off long before that happens. So I've, I've, I've been around football when, when there has been Phoenix clubs start out at a lower level. Um, well, stop you there, Richard. What do we actually mean by a Phoenix club? This is a phrase that we banned. Well, a Phoenix a club is a club that isn't any way associated with the former club and is a brand new club but takes on the same name or or takes on takes on the history of the former club um so probably we, we, it has to be a different name as well so it would probably be afc talkie united or something yeah. like that um i'll use the example of rushton and diamonds mm -hmm. uh, which became i can't remember what their phoenix name was i was at their first game yeah as a phoenix club now um that was away at um, oh crikey! I can't remember the name of the club. <laughs> this club I used to cover, one of the smaller clubs I used to okay. cover up in up in Cambridgeshire, and uh, they started at that level as and a it, Phoenix club. It happens and when that they... would and that level is determined by the FA. They they mm. they look at the club, they look at the size of the former club, and they go, yeah, you need to start there. 
So the likelihood for us would be Southern League first. No, 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 no. Probably, probably Western League. Really? Yeah. Okay. Probably Western League could even be below that. Yeah. Um, and it only happens when the historic club, the the, the heritage club, yeah. has been liquidated. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so yeah. once it's yeah. gone, yeah, then the Phoenix Club starts. The, the thing is with the Phoenix Club at Torquay is we probably end up uh, a Phoenix Club would probably end up playing at Playmore. Yeah. So. So you'd be playing Western League games. Yeah. There's no way that they'd be go straight into the Southern League. Okay. That's too high. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's hope it never comes to that. But if it does, if it does, we know that the will from the Torquay United family is there to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. It? Let's hope the means are there as well. Um, serious podcast this week, right? Yeah. Not many laughs in the podcast this week. No, good spoonerism, but normally laughs. Good spoonerism, laughs. yes. Well, at least the payers have been played. That's, <laughs> the, uh, that's the, the best thing. And we've mixed up our Clark Osborne. I've got a title Edwards. for this podcast, by the way. <laughs> We've mixed up Clark Osborne, George Edwards and George Osborne. We have, yeah. Uh, one of them's a fair chance. I, I have to say that uh, having two people in a serious newsy week to write about, and one being called Clark Osborne and one being called George Edwards, has it's been difficult not to write accidentally a couple of times yeah. George Osborne. When you when you're working at speed, it yes, does yeah, I, I've I've put put some words away this week. I yeah. tell you, please don't go back and check my copy. <laughs> I've done it. Thank you for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed the first uh, the first press conference with Aaron Downs as interim manager. Yeah, it was good. It was Which good. was good in the toilet. Very. Yeah. I love the way he relegated us to the toilet straight away. Put put us in our place. Yeah. Play right. Players can have that. This yeah. is this right way to do. Yeah, it, of course there is. Yeah. Players can have that area. You guys in the toilet. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> exactly as it should be uh, if you're off to Weymouth on Saturday have a safe trip give them a cheer for me because I can't be there um, and we'll be back next week with another Yellow Army podcast yeah and well done to everyone for pulling together this this yeah. last week I think it's been shown shown talkie in a really really good light Absolutely. the club and the fans well we, we'll have a chorus join in out there in podcast land yeah come, come on, on you yellows come on you yellows Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today Come on you yellows Full of pride, buckle up for the rider